At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast with VEASAN's hockey betting analyst, Andy McNeil. Here is Danny Burke. Okay, folks, welcome to it. It is VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast. Danny Burke and Andy McNeil with you on this Tuesday post uh, first few games of the Stanley Cup postseason round one. And man, oh man, what a hectic Monday night it was. Uh, again, Andy McNeil, you can follow on Twitter at Digital Gambler, myself at Danny Burke 5. Uh, Andy and I were just talking about some of these games before we started recording. And uh, again, kind of just debriefing, at least from uh, my my side of things, because I was sweating out the Stars and Wild overtime game. And uh, Andy, we might as well begin there because naturally that left an impression on me, left an impression on you. And we'll go through these series uh, game by game, kind of recapping it and go over these adjusted series prices and how we may look to handicap it going forward and then get into tonight's games. But beginning with that Wild and Stars game, so three to two, Minnesota gets the dub in double overtime. The adjusted series price at DraftKings now has Minnesota minus 140. Dallas plus 120, the best number for the Wild, minus 115, I see. That's at BetMGM, uh, the best number for Dallas, plus 120 at DraftKings. And then, of course, the series spreads are updated, but uh, you can kind of go into those if you're curious to search all of them. But, look, uh, you and I were saying, like, Dallas was – or rather, Minnesota was clearly the better team in regulation – and then when it came to Dallas, like they controlled the tempo for sure in overtime. But the fact that they didn't capitalize on numerous opportunities, I mean, a couple of power plays, uh, they had open looks where then uh, that rookie defenseman stepped in and deflected it. Like from someone who was backing Dallas after that, it was 
just me watching it going, yeah, it's only a matter of time before Minnesota kind of gets, I don't want to say a fluky goal, but a goal where something just kind of like completely bounces their way. And look, that's what ended up happening. But Andy, at the end of the day, credit where credit is due, Minnesota's defense was relentless and they just did not let up and they held on to get the to get the win. So uh, props to Minnesota for game one, man. Yeah, I mean, I think the the main storyline here is just the play of the goaltenders, Jake Ottinger and Philip Gustafson putting on a show, making 50 and 46 saves a piece. Uh, but yeah, Minnesota ultimately getting the job done uh, on that goal from Ryan Hartman. Uh, just a weird bounce from the corner directly to Hartman in the slot. Nothing Ottinger could do. Uh, you're just praying that that he the, the player doesn't get a good shot off at that point while probably simultaneously thinking what the hell just happened right <laughs> i mean yeah it was it was one of like you said you, you get that you, you often get that feeling that it's just something's going to go their way i mean um but we wouldn't we wouldn't be talking about that if you know if not for a a, a desperate deflection by that rookie defenseman like you mm-hmm. said and um the game the game could have been over at multiple points and i think yeah like dallas seemed to control the game a, a lot maybe not from a shots perspective and whatnot, but especially late in overtime, like you said, but through the lens of expected goals at evolvinghockey.com, I think the wild definitely held their own. They own 65% of expected goals at the end of regulation. Um, and, you know, definitely I, I, I think that there's a narrative out there that Dallas, um, you know, kind of dominated that game. And I, I wouldn't agree with that at all, but both teams are definitely going to have injuries uh, after this one. It was just so physical. I mean, of course, Joe Pavelski had to be helped off the ice after that devastating hit from defenseman Matthew Dumba of the Wild. And uh, Pete DeBoer saying after the game that he's not confident Debo- De- that uh, Pavelski will actually play in game two, which is not surprising. So, I mean, already the physical toll starting to you know impact things. One of the big things heading into this series was that Dallas had more scoring depth up front, top end scoring guys like, you know, Robertson and Hints leading the way, obviously, you know, roughly 40 goal scorers, both 40 goal scorers. And um, the the rest of the guys that that kind of lead the charge are, are Pavelski and Ben. And now they, they don't have Pavelski. So that's a, you know, a hit to their offense and kind of closes the gap. Minnesota without Joel Erickson Eck, a lot of people would agree that that was a, you know, a big loss for them. Um, but maybe he's back in game two, so things could swing their way a little bit. Who knows? But as far as the adjusted series price, like I've got the Wild winning this series now 61% of the time. So the Stars' odds, in my opinion, have gone from 56% to six, or to 39% uh, after that game one loss. But I don't know, like minus 140 on the adjusted series price uh, at DraftKings. Uh, yeah, there's some positive expected value there, but I mean, if you like the wild, like just, I would probably look at the, the money line in game two at, a, you know, plus yeah. 130. Uh, there's a plus 140 out there in Vegas right now at, at Superbook, I believe. So, I mean, it, it, we all think this is going to be a long series. Um, it would, it, 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 it just arbitrarily seems kind of silly to, back a, a team after one game at minus 140 when you know you could have just backed them at plus 125 or plus 130 to win the series uh prior to the start and you know they, they're they're 
opponents odds of of tying the series up are pretty good they're the favorite in game two you know what i mean it's so it, it just it doesn't quite feel like a good bet even though you know maybe probabilistically the wild are like more often than not going to win the series here right so I, I think if if you really like the wild after what you saw in game game one then look at backing them in game two and on a game by game basis going forward uh, if you like the stars i mean i guess you could look at it like Maybe there's no zigzag tax <laughs> right now because it's pretty much the same money line that you saw in game one. So if you do think mm-hmm. there's some weight to that theory that, a, you know, a team is more likely to win a game uh, if they lose the first one or, or or the previous one, then, yeah, maybe maybe the stars are a good bet at minus 150. But, yeah, I'll be I'll be riding this kind of game to game because I think there's there's it's going to flip flop. And, you know, you, you might see Dallas really, really take over in the way that a lot of people thought they would and maybe you'll see uh minnesota really even things out and 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 do better than than you thought people would like they they did in game one so um i think there are some great opportunities i mean look we're going to talk about the la kings and edmonton oilers but the the, the kings were uh at least 17 to 1 at one point uh, they probably were higher at some shops uh down late in the game by two goals uh, and they get it done. So there, there are some great opportunities. Of course, I'm not saying bet on every trailing team, but there are some great opportunities if you like a team um, because this, there are so many swings back and forth in the course of a series. Yeah, let's get into that with the Kings and the Oilers. Los Angeles, like you said, comes back, wins 4-3 to three in overtime. Uh, you could hear a pin drop in the arena after that occurred. Edmonton fans naturally <laughs> you, not You pleased. could hear uh, the garbage hit the ice after that happened. <laughs> yeah, everybody's chucking stuff onto the ice. My goodness. And it, it was kind of funny because my attention was directed to the Wild and the Stars. So then I was seeing the score in like the upper right corner when they kept flashing it. And going, all right, good start for the Oilers, right? You know, they're up 3-1. All right, this is a good start you want from them. And especially because we're sweating out those futures bets. And, well, then it's 3-2. And then they tie it up. And then you flash them to the overtime. And it still looked like Edmonton had pretty good control in OT. But uh, <laughs> call it whatever you want. But Edmonton fell short in that game. And no bueno on the side of the Oilers. Uh, but despite that, Andy, we do see the adjusted series price at DraftKings still having Edmonton as high as minus 130 favorite. Uh, the Kings, even money on the other side. Now, the best number I do see in Illinois for the Oilers, minus 122 at FanDuel. And then uh, Caesars has the Kings at plus 126. So uh, you can get a pretty good price still in Los Angeles if you got faith. And if you didn't get invested with Edmonton beforehand, perhaps now's your time to do it for the series at minus 122. Heck, even if you think they cover a game and a half, it's plus 180 right now. Or like you were saying, Andy, in the last series, maybe you take it game by game. But I imagine Edmonton's a uh, fairly higher favorite uh, in this spot or just a steep favorite, kind of like they were in game one against the Kings. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, my my handicap on the Oilers came through. I'm thankful for that. They, I, yeah, I thought they would start. Done. I thought they would start strong uh, after losing game one in each round last year in the 2022, 2022 Stanley Cup playoffs. And they did. But they didn't finish strong. Uh, some bad habits creeping in there. I think they played a good game overall. This is a really, a really good team. Um, and it, you know, it's it's just a, I guess more of the maturation process, right? They blew a, a two goal lead twice in the game. They end up losing four three in overtime. 
Um, but yeah, if, uh, they, they battled back last year to win series and, and of course they can do it again. I've got the Oilers winning 51% of the time. So yeah, technically plus 126, you said on the Kings, uh, yeah. would be, uh, you know, a, a plus EV bet, but, um, considering that the money line for game two is, you know, much higher than that or much lower than that, I guess, uh, Edmonton coming in as a slightly bigger favorite, I believe. Uh, DraftKings closed at minus 200 heading into game one. Now Oilers listed minus 215. So, um, you know, that that little bit of a, a push there because you expect them to come out really strong in game two. So, I mean, another series where, yeah, the Kings have put themselves in a good position. But if you really are a big believer in this Kings team and you think they can extend the series to uh, 2-0, then... I mean, you could cash in on the, the the money line in game two at much better odds, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, I th- I would expect Edmonton to get back in this. Uh, L.A. showed everybody, though, that they're, you know, a strong team, just like they were last year. Probably even a stronger team, obviously, with the goaltending of Jonas Corposalo. Um, but uh, Connor McDavid, I mean, he's got to he's got to make something happen. Obviously, he had some chances last night. He had some shots, but, um, you know, no zero points uh on the ice for some goals against just uh not a not a great night from Connor mcdavid for a, from a great a great player and and you look at the kings they've they've actually held mcdavid to one point or less in in every game this season and dating back to the regular season which is not something a lot of teams have done um but yeah i mean this Oilers team is deep i think they'll work on things and probably come back really strong in game two uh, i i just uh I, i'm just gonna be playing this one on a you know, probably more of an in-game basis because uh, I was definitely kicking myself last night when I didn't, when I didn't take a, a shot at the Kings uh, at that price. Yeah, and Edmonton for them. I mean, look, this could be a wake-up call if anything, and and not that they just gave up or anything, but maybe a little bit complacent, feeling very confident early on. But like you said, you got to remember. I mean, the foot is on the pedal the entire game in the postseason doesn't matter who the opponent is you got to be ready at all times and the Kings woke up they figured it out they caught the Oilers slacking and uh, like you said McDavid not necessarily his best performance so we'll see uh, if there's a rebuttal out on the side of Edmonton they're as high as well over a two dollar favorite early on at several shops but I kind of like that approach like you said too if if I'm not doing anything with the adjusted series price I'm not loving the idea of trying to lay that much because I don't want to go puck line necessarily or like a win in regulation and the Kings are good enough to win again. So maybe it's a closer game. The Kings take an early lead, something like that. And maybe I look to get a good angle on Edmonton. I obviously could go the other way. Uh, In my mind, you know, I'm just still giving the edge to Edmonton. So that's how I would consider it. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I like that way going about it, Andy. I mean, I, I think, you know, we had so many sports on the podcast yesterday. He talked about the uh, increased variance in game one. Um, mm. And I think, you know, if you like a series underdog, it's uh, it, you, you've got to kind of have conviction in that and go for it prior to the series. Um, because, you know, there, there can be these, you know, they can get the jump on a team on a favorite early in the series. But, you know, you would expect that favorite to battle back and, tie the series at some point which they do a lot of the time so um i i think you know there's there's definitely better ways to go about it than just you know oh, okay i you know yeah they're in the driver's seat they've got a good chance of winning the series but mm-hmm. you know take the take the odds into account take the you know use a little bit of theory right to to, to maybe make a, a better a better bet 
Definitely. Well, let's look at these other two games that occurred last night where the favorites did get the job done. The Hurricanes beat the Islanders 2-1. to one. Now we see, and, and look, this was a series we talked about uh, where, you know, maybe we'll wait to see how game one goes and see if the value increases on the New York Islanders. And, well, here's your chance because at DraftKings, Carolina up to minus 350 for the adjusted series price. The Islanders plus 270. Best numbers on each. I saw points bet has the Hurricanes minus 334 here in Illinois. FanDuel, Andy, has the Islanders as high as plus 310. And if you want to take a game in the hook with the Islanders, plus 135. If you want to take two and a half games with the Islanders, minus 160. Laying two and a half games with the Hurricanes, plus 130. Laying a game and a half with the Hurricanes, minus 165. So the, you know, my math tells me there's not a whole lot of interest here. I've got the Hurricanes winning 76% of the time, which works out to minus 317. So even at plus 310, mm. uh, you know, it doesn't really interest me from that perspective. But, you know, from, you know, just looking at things kind of from a more arbitrary uh, point of view, I think, yeah, like if you're a fan of, or a fan of the Islanders or somebody that thought the Islanders could, you know, keep this series close. Like they didn't get, or the games close, like they didn't game one. I actually bet the Islanders. So I didn't act, you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't wait to see what would happen, but uh, I, I, I look at the, the adjusted series price and I think, yeah, this is a, a good opportunity to get involved. If you were kind of, you know, maybe thinking about getting involved in the Islanders prior to the series, but um, Carolina definitely showed that they're, uh, going to be in the driver's seat in this matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that stood out to me was just the way that the Islanders were able to get pucks to the slot, specifically on the power play. The problem is they went 0 for 4 on the power play. They gave up two power play goals to the to the Carolina Hurricanes and um, just not a, not not going to work out long term if, if that's how, how things are going to be. They got to cash in on those opportunities uh, and they've got to get more out of the Bo Horvat line Matt Barzell returned last night uh, in game one and uh, you know, they got to get more out of that line at five on five. They were, they were good on the power play. I thought they created uh, chances and quality, quality looks, but uh, more, you know, five on five, they're matched up against that stall line, which is really tough. Uh, that's their assignment is to shut down Horvat and, and Barzell uh, and Lee. And um, they, they've got to find a way to overcome that if they're if they're going to beat the Hurricanes, and that's the that's the thing that kind of concerns me. A lot of people thought that that Horvat uh, let his his play left a lot to be desired, as you know, spe- specifically at five on five in game one. All right, and then we got the Bruins defeating the Panthers. I know you're happy to see that one, Andy. Yes. And uh, <laughs> now we see your Bruins as high as a six dollar favorite at DraftKings. The Panthers plus four twenty five. Uh, the best number I've seen on Florida is plus five hundred. Caesars, BetMGM had those available, but yeah, the Bruins get the job done three to one. Anything you took away uh, that was significant and going forward for this series from Game One. Well, Florida held a, a sizable shot uh, edge in shots throughout the first two periods, but you know Boston created some really quality scoring chances throughout the entire game, and then they came out in the third period and really just kind of turned it on. It, it seemed like they were playing in low gear for the first couple of periods, just kind of going through the motions, letting Florida kind of attack and and trying to turn the play around like I thought they would. 
Um, but they were a little, doing a little too much of that, I thought. So um, it was nice to see them come out in the third period and really, you know, establish their dominance over the Panthers. But Alex Lahan was fantastic. I mean, I was a little bit surprised that he got the start because you, you think the $10 million guys, uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, will, you know, be in the crease when the playoffs start, considering he was a starting goaltender all season. But um, he, he made some big saves, and Boston could have, you know, scored more goals realistically, I think, if, if Lyon was in there to, to make those big saves on some two-on-ones. But, man, I think it must be discouraging for the Panthers, given that they did play a decent game. They played yeah. they played well. Um and and the only goal they scored was off a, a turnover in the offensive zone, a weird, weird turnover. I'm not even really sure what caused it. I don't think Dmitry Orlov necessarily passed it directly to the slot. I think it kind of maybe came off his, his stick a little weird. But, um, yeah, I mean, the only goal they scored was off a mistake by the Bruins. And I didn't think that they really generated enough scoring chances, uh, quality scoring chances. Uh, the stats might say differently, but... The eye test, I mean, even you look at Twitter, who, who's everybody talking about? They're talking about all the fantastic saves that, that Alex Lyon was making and not uh, not anything that Linus Olmark was doing, even though he was very strong. So uh, I think the Bruins got the better of the scoring chances in the game. And, and if, if they really wake up and, and turn it on like the way they did in the third period heading into the game two, man, look out, right? So... I've got Boston winning it 86% of the time, um, 72% chance that they, they win um, in, in six or fewer games. So definitely uh, looking good on the uh, the series spread at one and a half games. Mm-hmm. Um, so happy about that. But yeah, uh, Florida, like basically a 28% chance that this game uh, or that this series goes to game seven or Florida wins. Right. So uh, not looking good for a long series or, uh, or a Florida win. So I like what you said kind of about just game one in general, like you, you got a sense that Florida and we'll see going forward, of course, but it's like that they put forward their best performance. I mean, at least, especially defensively, like you said, Lyon just looked uh, outstanding in the goal for what the expectations realistically could have been. And you just have like these intangibles where it's like, man, I, I don't know if Florida's going to get that good of a chance. It's at least in game two against Boston. And you look at the adjusted prices, like minus one and a half games, minus 260, obviously really chalky and could have got a better price before the series. Minus two and a half game. This is where I, I guess I have some curiosity if something may be worth a bet. So Boston minus two and a half games is minus 125. And I'm just looking at DraftKings right now, Andy, but you could also do the series correct score. And in that sense, Boston to win four to one is plus 225. Boston to sweep is three to one. You could even entertain the idea of putting a bet on both of those if you're really confident. Or, of course, you could do the minus two and a half then at the minus 125. Like, would that be something if someone is looking to get involved in this series, would you maybe? recommend doing something in that fashion does boston have that strong of a hold post game one in your mind i mean they've got a strong hold uh you know math mathematically i've got boston's odds of sweeping lined at plus 317 i've got their odds of winning in five games at plus 233 uh their odds of winning uh, in six games at plus 456 and uh plus 614 
for winning in in seven games. So, um, you know, my 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 strategy is always to you know just kind of take those prices and then shop around at as many sports books as I can and and look for, you know, maybe some some real off market prices because. I, I think for the most part, when my series prices are lining up with the market uh, pre-flop before game one, it, it really, you know, unless there's big overreactions, then I don't think that like it's going to necessarily result in seeing any like uh, value created in the adjusted series prices. Because I think I think I do things, you know, relatively the same way as the sports books do if I, you know, as far as pricing what a team's chances of winning after each game is. And uh, I, sometimes it lines up and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, this is a case where a lot of things are lining up, but I'm sure that, you know, there might be some, some, um, you know, maybe some obscure sports books out there that have some different, uh, different lines that you can, can attack. But I haven't found a lot, if I'm being honest at DraftKings when pricing these series prices, a lot of my odds have been lining up where they're within like 15 cents and it's usually on the wrong side of it. It's like I, if, if, if DraftKings is offering two to one on a, on a series prop, I have it at plus two fifteen, So it's like a no bet for me, but I mean, at the end of the day, like the information still informs my bets and, you know, sometimes I might decide to, to make a, a bit more of an arbitrary decision uh, even if the odds aren't, ne- or even if the math necessarily isn't saying like, oh, it's a you know a plus EV bet or or whatever. At least I, at least I know kind of you know I have a pretty good idea of what my chances of winning are, you know, uh, aside from what the sports book is telling me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. No, that makes sense, man. Yeah, that'll. That's uh, and it's awesome to hear your perspective of that and kind of what really goes through your mind and your handicapping and how it aligns and if there's any time you kind of stray away from it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, every number you've said has been pretty much lined up uh, after Monday night. So uh, yeah, we'll see where everything kind of moves, especially in that series. If Boston continues to dominate, which the expectation, maybe not even dominate, but at least get the job done in game two at home against the Florida Panthers. Uh, Andy, let's go ahead and move on to tonight's slate of games. We can get things started up on the East Coast with the New Jersey Devils, the New York Rangers. Now, I know you've spoken on this series already. Uh, You favor the Devils in this series. Game one, though, just some quick thoughts because we do see the Devils uh, anywhere from like minus 125 to minus 135. Uh, Five and a half is your total. Well, actually, no, there's some more sixes out there. So there are a couple five and a halves. Um, six is out there too, with some juice to the under. So again, I I know you like the devils for the series. Is there anything entertaining for you to bet wise in game one? I mean, I've got the, I've got that small bet on the devils to win the series at minus 120. Obviously once, you know, shop around, you might find something better out there. Maybe not at this point, but, um, like as far as the doesn't this series strike you as you know just like maybe not as physical as Minnesota and Dallas but oh, you know yeah. just a, a a series that could go back and forth and uh, in the same way um, you know Los Angeles and 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 Edmonton I mean this could be a, one of those matchups where the you know the the tide turns kind of constantly constantly and um, these teams are both very capable of cashing in on the, you know, in the high leverage situations um, where you need a goal and, you know, you need to tie the game and and things like that. So I could definitely see a lot of, you know, scores swinging back and forth in this one. We'd look at the season series 
uh, I think three out of the four games, if I if I recall correctly, uh, were decided by one goal. And I'm going to guess that the one game that wasn't decided by one goal uh, was an empty netter, right? So because I think it was like five three or something like that. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, you know, it, I I just think that this is going to be a great series to really just watch first and foremost as a fan but you know get involved in game and and you'll you maybe see those opportunities where you can get a team at you know better than three to one odds maybe even four to one odds and still have half a game to play and you know be within a you know a, a couple of goals um because you might feel differently if it's if it's the devils trying to come back against igor sestirkin but um you know man this team can be relentless at times with their attack at five on five and uh if they're disciplined i think that really works in the devil's favor if if this if this series is played at five on five and uh i just think that you know uh, as much as the rangers look like a powerhouse they still haven't put it together so that's something i'm really going to be watching for i want to see if this team is actually able to to put all the pieces together and and really play some good hockey in this series yeah, and by the way, you nailed it. So uh, the first game they played in November was 5-3. The other games all fell within just a goal. It was 4-3 overtime Rangers win, 4-3 overtime Devils win, and then 2-1 at the end of March. So uh, good memory on your side there. Now, <laughs> I wonder, like, and I'm not asking you to look into it, but I would, I would, you know, maybe the the listeners, how, how look at those games and maybe see how often the score changed. Were, were you know, was yeah. either team leading? Were there games where both teams were leading or was it all one sided to the Devils? Or, you know, maybe you'll, maybe you'll draw some insight from that, even just to kind of like just to show you how, how many swings there might be in, in a, a series like this, because I think there could be a lot. So. Yeah, great point. And like you said, I mean, this could be a great in-game betting opportunity, a similar skill type. On both sides of the puck, Shesterkin was number one in goal saved above expected this last month. Obviously, Vitek Vanacek's been playing really well. So this has the makings to be a back-and-forth series, not only within the games, but just going deep potentially to six or seven games. And that's what stood out to me about the over five-and-a-half games bet for the total number of games played in this series at minus 167. I, I didn't end up pulling the trigger. I'm kind of waiting to see if we... May or may not get a better number based on who is the winner, of course, for this first game. But even so, I'm sure it won't adjust too much. But something that I'll be monitoring, much like we'll be monitoring the in-game numbers between the Devils and the Rangers this evening. Uh, a series that I am invested in, though, Andy. Again, we talked about this one several times. But Toronto and Tampa Bay, I laid the minus 145 with Toronto for the series and for game one, you see the Maple Leafs as high as minus 160. However, consensus on our VEASAN's odds page is minus 155 in favor of the Maple Leafs, plus 135 on the buyback for the Lightning. And then, Andy, the total at six with about minus 120 juice to the under. I'm 35 years old. I was in grade 10 the last time the Maple Leafs <laughs> won a playoff series. Uh, I was probably watching, you know, Smackdown, Raw, Friends, maybe on Thursday nights. Like that was that was the vibe in 2004. Um, but yeah, this is uh, I think this is Toronto's year. <laughs> but um, Vasilevsky, the Lightning's top players, uh, that's what makes this one a lot closer than you would maybe think if it would be if you didn't know anything about these teams and you just looked at their underlying metrics. I think people would, you know, maybe. Uh, I think you would make the, the the Leafs a much bigger favorite, but 
you know, you know what the Lightning are. You know what this core has done uh, the last several years, not just during their Stanley Cup runs, but I mean, they've been around for a, a long time. And um, Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, Victor Hedman, uh, these these are, are championship players, and uh, they're not going to go down easy. I mean, I, I have uh, I have Toronto winning this one 50, 50, uh, 59% of the time. I have them sweeping 8% of the time, so plus 1150 would be fair odds in my opinion. So, like, anything, you know, if you could find, like, 14-1 to 1 on the Maple Leafs sweeping the series, like, that would be enticing or 13-1 to 1 or something maybe like that, right? I mean, that would be interesting. Um, but uh, I've got them winning in seven more often than I have them winning any other way. So, the, I, I do think this is going to be a long series. I think... It's going to be, uh, you know, a painful one for Maple Leafs fans at times, probably because they would <laughs> love nothing more than their team just to, you know, get it done in in four or five games. But uh, you know, maybe we'll see. Maybe they will. I, I think, you know, the maybe one out of four times, almost one out of four times, we'll see the Maple Leafs win in five or fewer games. Uh, so you know, not not impossible by any means. Okay. All right. Well, that'll be a great one to look forward to for sure. Uh, let's take it out to Sin City then, Andy. We've got VGK, the Golden Knights, taking on the Winnipeg Jets. Vegas for this game, ranging from minus 140 to minus 150. Total has seen some love go to the under uh, five and a half. And uh, yeah, lower scoring game is to be expected, right? I mean, Winnipeg's defense has been tremendous this year. Hellebuck fourth and goal saved above expected this season. And you talked about how he's done particularly well against the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Brossois looks like he is getting the nod between the pipes for this game and probably this, the whole series. And offensively, you know, uh, you talked about puck luck with Vegas, right? And maybe that comes back down to reality and Winnipeg, not necessarily the most prolific offensively, especially away from their home ice, it appears. But everything could change in playoff hockey. Andy, the only play I got for this game here, I did the first period under one and a half goals at minus 109. Thinking the defensive intensity, obviously going to be top notch, especially at the beginning stages of this game. Uh, clearly a big fan of Hellebuck here. And then Brossois has been playing fairly well, even though it's a shorter sample size. And I know that Winnipeg sometimes a little bit slower to get up off the couch and get involved in these games from the offensive standpoint. So I'm hoping it's a defensive laden game to begin this matchup with VGK and Winnipeg. So I'm playing first period under one and a half goals at minus one Oh nine. I know you lean toward Winnipeg for the series. I was in agreement with you there, but again, much like the sentiment with the Islanders and hurricane series, Ultimately, I think I'm going to wait and see what happens post game one before I do anything with the total series. Yeah, so I'm on the Jets to win the series at plus 140 or better. Uh, obviously, you mentioned on uh, earlier podcast that there was, you know, much better odds available uh, at some sports books. But I think the Jets win this one 45 percent of the time. Uh, we know that Nikolai Ehlers is is going to be back in the the Winnipeg lineup. There was some uncertainty about that, but I think for the most part, everybody assumed he would be in. But we got confirmation on that. On the other side, we know Mark Stone is is back in. But yeah, I, I like where you're going with that because I think that you know, game one home playoff game, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, will probably bring it. Right? They'll probably they'll be buzzing. The crowd will be behind them. 
Um, you would think that they would come out with a, 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 a decent push, at least in, you know, the first 10 minutes of the game, a lot of the lot uh, in the, in a lot of the same way that Carolina did. Um, and the, the, the plus side of that is that if, if they are controlling play and they are, you know, pushing pucks toward the Winnipeg goal is that you've got Connor Hellebuck there and maybe he can, you know, weather that storm for the Winnipeg Jets. So I, I do kind of, you know, arbitrarily, I like where you're going with that. Um, but I'm just uh, really, you know, I've been low key, a big fan of Winnipeg this season. They frustrated me a lot, but um, I think there's, I think there's a good team here. And while I don't think bonus, like I said, on, on Monday's podcast is the most tactical coach uh, like Bruce Cassidy is, I think he's a great motivator and I think he can keep this team kind of, you know, going in the, the, the right direction in the playoffs, uh, unlike Paul Maurice uh, in previous seasons. So goaltending edge in favor of Winnipeg. I think you look at the underlying metrics. Yeah. Vegas scored more goals, but Winnipeg and Vegas kind of neck and neck uh, in terms of expected goals. So I, I like, I like the jets here. I don't necessarily, I don't like them in game one at the current price. There have been some, you know, there's been some buybacks, right? Winnipeg gets up to like plus 138, c- comes back down to plus 130, that kind of thing. So there's definitely a disagreement out there. And I think the the price where it's settled right now is kind of, you know, what you're going to see heading into game one, unless there's some kind of big push towards either side based on um, something that's maybe not out in the market, an, an opinion that's maybe right. not out in the market right now. All right. Well, yeah, another good one to look forward to. Again, that one out in Las Vegas. VGK is high as a minus 155 favorite I'm seeing, but minus 150 the consensus spot. And then plus 130 for Winnipeg for game one with the total residing at five and a half. Avalanche cracking last game of the night, Andy. Uh, Colorado, now it's high as a $2 favorite. Most common number, minus 190. Plus 170 we're seeing for the Kraken in a total at six so grubauer georgiev uh these teams have been fairly identical in terms of some of their underlying metrics at least especially the past month and seattle's gotten the better of the avalanche if i'm not mistaken this season but i don't i think georgiev was only in the net for one of those games andy i I know colorado's getting some pieces back like it's tempting to look at the avalanche in this game at least for me it is not looking to lay the minus 195 per se would maybe consider something like regulation or even puck line. But again, we know the variation that can occur in these game ones. So I think that's kind of what's keeping me off from fully getting invested. But man, it's it's uh, it, it, for me, it's hard to neglect Colorado uh, going from a game by game standpoint in the series. Yeah, the Avalanche, uh, not as deep as the team that won the Stanley Cup last season. Obviously, they lost pieces in the summer with uh, Nazem Kadri leaving in, in free agency and uh, Andre Burakovsky now in Seattle. Um, and then you look at their captain, Gabriel Landeskog, who was a big, big contributor in the playoffs last year with 11 goals and 22 points in 21 games, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he was a big contributor uh, and everybody thought he was going to be back for the playoffs. He sat out the entire season with a, a knee injury, uh, but continued to have setbacks and the avalanche announced uh, last week that he would not be back in the lineup for the entire playoffs. So that's a big loss for Colorado. And uh, there's, that's, you know, a little, uh, or I shouldn't say a little, a big hit to their star power. Um, and, you know, kind of, I guess, opens the door a little bit more for an upset, but yeah, I've got the avalanche winning this one 73% of the time. 
um, minus 270, that would uh, equate to. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, Colorado or Seattle, sorry, is a deep team and they've got four lines that they can roll out and that could create some problems. Uh, Georgiev, you know, he's had a great season. Uh, he was not happy when, uh, when, when, the Rangers brought in Igor Shesterkin. He thought he was going to be the guy that took over for Hendrik Lundqvist. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's happy with this situation in Colorado right now, but he's got to get it done in the playoffs. The Avs are not, like I said, the, not the avalanche of last year. Um, still a really, really good team, a great team even. Um, but, you know, Darcy Kemper was kind of even criticized for the fact that he didn't need to win the avalanche any games for the most part in their run to the Stanley Cup in 2022 I don't think that's going to be the case this year. I think Georgiev's going to have to win them some games, maybe not against Seattle, but he's going to have to prove that he's a, you know, a quality goaltender in the playoffs, and uh, that remains to be seen. Agreed, right there with you, my man. Yeah, Colorado certainly not the same bunch as last year, and we know how tough it is to replicate that success. But you got to get past round one first to even get in consideration, and it's not going to be easy against this feisty Kraken team, but. Colorado in the odds looking like a pretty stable favorite here as high as minus $2. So we'll see how game one goes down there in the mile high city. Again, folks, that's Andy McNeil at Digital Gambler, where you can follow him on Twitter. And make sure you go to vsin.com under the NHL tab to check out all of his content that he's producing on a daily basis, more of his projections, his models with those adjusted series prices, so you can get a good idea via illustration and just seeing it on your screen, uh, how to approach some of these updated lines and series and much, much more. So a uh, big shout out to Andy for all the work he's putting in. As for myself, Danny Burke at Danny Burke five on the tweets where you can follow along. Always appreciate if you guys like and subscribe to the podcast. You get notified when the episodes are released as soon as possible. And Andy and I will be producing episodes Monday through Friday throughout the Stanley cup postseason, folks. So a lot of content coming your way. Uh, appreciate you following along and best of luck with all your wagers you got going tonight. We'll catch up again tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.